Baby, are you still down? Still down for me, baby, are you still down? Still down for me, baby, are you still down? Yo, what up? Paul Hickey here. Rolling into episode four of the podcast. Broadcasting you live from the mean streets of Spring Hill, Tennessee on a Sunday. Got some real talk going. Being sarcastic about the mean streets of Spring Hill, we're talking about suburbia USA people very safe place to be very thankful to be in a safe place although I did hear a siren going by a minute ago and it made me feel like I was walking through Manhattan so I got a little pumped but I'm spitting a little Tupac at the beginning of this one because it's a little mantra of mine after I get done with a tough client conversation about what clients really need to be doing with their digital marketing strategy to grow their business As you know, there's a lot of stuff you can do out there to try to grow your business, and it all kind of depends on what kind of business you have, but for the most part, the thesis is the same. There's certain places where you need to be digitally, and I'm going to spit some of that game here coming up in the next segment, but first I kind of want to get on a soapbox of mine about the easy conversation with the client and the hard conversation with the client, hence the theme, are you still down for me? Now... There's a lot of agencies out there, and I've worked for them in the past, but there's a lot of agencies out there that will basically take the easy sale. And they do this in one of two ways. They just listen to what the client wants, and even though it's wrong, they basically just say, yep, sign us up for that, we can do it. Then they don't do it at all, because they don't really know how to do it, and they just charge the client as many months as they can out of them, and they start that They start that clock and they start sending those invoices real fast. Before you know it, you're about three to six months down the line. You don't even really know what that agency has done for you. You're getting bills. And that agency is just kind of like, yep, collect the paycheck, feel good about ourselves because we grew our revenue and we knew we accounted for you, client, in our churn. We said, look, we're going to go out and get like 12 more of you in the meantime so that when you get mad at us and drop off, it's really no skin off our back pardon the expression but it happens so what I'm doing what I started doing several years ago and uh, it didn't work too well at other agencies that I worked for because of the business model just conflicted with the business model but now that I'm in a little bit of a different position running my own team making my own decisions uh, I can do these things and essentially It's being very, very honest with the client and saying, you know what, we're gonna take on, we're gonna take on this work, but but we believe that X, Y, and Z need to get done in order to grow your business. And we're not gonna charge you for that. We're gonna we're gonna charge you for what you believe in paying us for. But then we're gonna add on all these other things that we know need to be done to grow your business. And then we're gonna evaluate them over about a three to six month time frame, and we're gonna say, look. Let's just see what worked, okay? Because maybe you were right, maybe we were right, but it doesn't matter. Let's not argue about it. Let's not pontificate about it. Let's practition. Let's get going. Let's do it. Do the work. Drive the results. Keep everybody happy. Then we're all on the same team, and we're looking at your monthly reporting, and we're saying, gosh, we're growing this thing. Where is it growing? How is it not growing? And the areas that are not driving growth, we weed out, okay? So it's pretty simple. It's actually very hard to do, but it's a simple concept. It's just more work, and that's why a lot of agencies don't do it. The second way 
that agencies will just kind of take the easy sale is by underscoping a project. Now, everyone's guilty of this. I do it still to this day. But when I underscope a project, I basically know that I may take a loss. And I'm fine with that because if I do a good job on that project, if my team does a good job on that project, the client's going to come around later and we're going to be able to have a very honest conversation about, about the fact that we helped them out. We gave them more value than the price that they came back to us with. They will understand that. They will feel good about our relationship and they'll be willing to pay kind of the fair equal wage moving forward. So that's been successful. Clients know that. It's not a secret. I lead with that and we go from there. So it's a good thing. But a lot of times clients are skeptical. They don't believe that we are in fact going to do what we said we were going to do. So it's on us to really come through. And uh, I'd say right now we're batting pretty close to a thousand on that. But it's also hard when a client doesn't buy into this strategy because they, what that means is they're saying that they want to grow their business, but they don't really want to grow their business. And I know this seems counterintuitive, but stick with me for a sec while I explain this. I think there's a large segment of business owners out there that believe that they want to grow their business because it sounds like the right thing to do, not because they really want to grow their business. So they basically come in and they think they want to expand or they think they want to add another service offering or you know, they think they want to hire more people or they think they want to spend more money on marketing to acquire more customers because if you want to acquire more customers, you have to do most likely all of these things. And unless you're one of the, the lucky few or chosen few where you're able to build such a good product or such a good service and then develop that, that word of mouth that spreads then you're gonna have to invest money and even if you don't invest money and you are one of the lucky few what you're doing is you're investing time because the reality is nobody can just say one time hey we've got this we've got this over here come buy it come check it out and have people come it just does not work that way the companies that appear to be having this success are really putting in a ton of work on developing content, telling their story. A ton of time and effort going into this so that when they do quote unquote go viral, which is a phrase that I cannot stand, or overnight success or whatever, it looks like they just did this one thing and told people to come and people came. But that's not true. They've been providing value to their audience. And they had a superior product or service. And they worked hard to get the word out there. So even companies that are saying, oh, we spend zero marketing dollars, they might spend zero marketing dollars, but they spend a ton of marketing time, which equals dollars. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, marketing folks and business owners that I, that I have talked to throughout the years that basically... What it, ends, what it comes down to is they don't really want to grow their business. 
they don't really want to. They think it sounds good because they might be able to make a little bit more money and retire early, or they might be able to hire people to do their job and work a little bit less or whatever. And I don't have anything against those things. I mean, in some regards, I'm trying to do some of those things with my business. The only problem is I know what it takes to do it, and it takes a lot of hard work and or money. So when we run into those types of clients, uh, what ends up usually happening is that we give, our, we give it our best shot. We tell them what we believe needs to be done. They don't want to do it because it costs too much time, too much money, even when we're willing to go above and beyond, and it's fine. So. You know, a lot of times um, we'll catch those clients on the way back around, like when, when they are ready. And they, they're, it's not that they're not good people. It's just that they kind of need a reality check and they need to be told uh, somebody needs to tell them what's up instead of an agency just taking the easy sale. Like I said earlier in segment one. So as we're rolling along in segment two here, we're talking about a little bit about are you still down and what that means. And um, the easy sale number two that I was talking about earlier in segment one is when an agency will just kind of uh, underscope a project or kind of take a budget uh, initially from a client and then um, basically just do what needs to be done with that budget. But then what happens is you, you have an unfinished product. So then the client needs to pay you more for a finished product. And it's really unfair. I've been a part of that a lot in the past with other agencies, and it's just really unfair to say, hey, something's going to cost $30,000, and all of a sudden, you've got $30,000 worth of work, but it was nowhere near the amount of work that it would have taken. Sorry, rolling into uh, segment three of episode four here. I keep kind of getting cut off by the Anchor app. Still love it, but might be user error as I'm walking home from my run on a Sunday just trying to utilize my time well as a uh, efficient entrepreneur businessman he man anyway uh, talking about basically the easy sale and do clients really want to grow their business and the easy sale on an agency side like I was just kind of explaining in segment two and alluded to in segment one is uh, when an agency will either just kind of say, yes, uh, client, we know that this is what you're saying you want to do. We're just going to do this. Even though the agency either knows something else needs to be done that might be harder work or doesn't even really know how to do that. But we're going to do these digital marketing tactics. We're going to do this SEO. We're going to do Google AdWords, and we're going to grow your business. And the agency knows damn well, probably not going to happen, but we're going to try it. We're going to charge you for about three to six months worth of work. We're going to bill you for it. And then it's going to kind of be on you to pay the bill and have taken the risk. And, and so my philosophy is a little bit different. It's more, we know what needs to be done. We're going to be honest with you about what needs to be done. If you're not willing to pay for it, but you're only willing to pay for some portion, we're still going to do it. We're still going to do all of what needs to be done. And then at the end of the, at the end of the first month, at the end of the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth month, we're going to look at the results and we're going to show you the actual results in the data, in the analytics. We're going to show you the ROI, or we're going to show you in some cases the path to the ROI. 
and uh, we're going to be providing that extra value for you. Doing the right thing is always the right thing, and providing that extra value is the right thing. And, and some clients will say, no, you know what, we, we, we just think that that's not even the right approach. And, or they might say, we, you know, we don't have the money or the time for it now, and that's fine. And that is kind of where I say, well, do you really, you came in saying you wanted to grow your business. Did you, I don't say this to them, but I just kind of walk away thinking, did they really want to grow their business? Probably not. Great people, great concept. Don't blame them for wanting to have the conversation. But ultimately, if you're not willing to do the things that need to be done to grow your business, then you're probably not, you probably don't really want to do it. So, anyway, that was kind of my soapbox. And I want to roll in a little bit more here to the nuts and bolts behind what really needs to be done. And I've had some really interesting conversations with some current clients and some prospective clients recently about this. And it's interesting because uh, it always comes back to the things that need to be done on digital media are always, always the same things, regardless of your business. I will just say this. Everyone is on Facebook. Everyone is. Everyone is. Don't think you're special, people. Honestly, like, I love you all, and I respect that you want to have your employees spend their time on the right things and you want to spend your time on the right things, but you need a social media strategy. You need to be on Facebook. You then need to be on Instagram. You then need to be on LinkedIn. You then need to be on Twitter. Yes, the answer is all of the above. And whatever social media platform comes next, you need to be cognizant of it and try to put content out there whether that's Snapchat or whether that's something completely different that hasn't even been invented yet, you need to be thinking about it. And yeah, you were probably on Google Plus once and now you were probably like, well, why was I on Google Plus? That was stupid. I spent a lot of time doing that and it didn't return anything because now Google has completely changed it and it's pretty irrelevant. Well, let me tell you this. <laughs> I know from conversations with Google recently that if, if you're on Google+, Plus, it helps your Google My Business page show in the search results, which now for local businesses pretty much dominate the search results pages. The entire right-hand side of the page is dominated by a Google My Business listing, and it has to do with where you show on the map. So if you've ever made a search for a local business, you know that the top three spots are Google AdWords spots, followed by the map. And on your right-hand side, it's a lot of times dominated by a Google. So I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Social media rules. Everyone is on Facebook. You're not unique. Everyone that's not on Facebook is on Twitter. And then there's a whole other group of people that are on Instagram and a whole other group of people that are on LinkedIn that are relevant to sell to. And if you're B2B, Facebook is the key, trust me. Because you can go on Facebook and you don't see that like John the dentist is a dentist. You see him as John Anderson or whatever, but you can see in his profile that he's a dentist, because he filled it out. So if you're marketing to dentists, or if you're marketing to physicians, or if you're marketing to business owners, or CMOs, or if you're marketing to anesthesiologists, or if you're marketing to chefs, 
<laughs> and you don't think they're on Facebook, I got news for you. I can go into Facebook Business Manager and I can show you the amount of chefs that are on Facebook within a geographic radius of your city or of where you sell your pro- services or where you ship your product to these chefs or these anesthesiologists or these physicians or these dentists or whatever it is. Small business owners, CEOs, VPs of strategy, VPs of legal and regulatory and all of these different things, they're on Facebook. They might not be on Facebook at work, okay? But they go out to lunch, they immediately pull out their phone. They're standing over the urinal at lunch. They're looking at their phone. They're on Facebook. Or it's a Saturday. They're spending time with their family. They get bored of their family. They look at their phone. They check Facebook. They see a feed. And if you are... If you're putting together good, relevant content for your audience and it's valuable to them, and that's a whole other podcast segment or episode. You can get their attention, and you can get their attention for next to nothing right now. You can put your messaging right in front of them for about a $5 boosted post, which is nothing. So, your audience is on Facebook, and even if you want to test it out, test whether or not your audience is on Facebook, it, it can be like a $50 test. So, you know, if you think I'm wrong, that's cool. I don't have a problem with being wrong. Maybe your audience isn't on Facebook, but let's not have a conversation about it. Let's put $50 behind it. And if you can't put $50 behind it, then you, again, you don't really want to grow your business. So I love you all. I want to work with you all got mad respect for you all and what you're trying to do but please stop telling me that your audience isn't on Facebook please and if you're listening to this and you were one of the people that told me this I'm not coming after you personally trust me because you're one of about a hundred people that have told me this this year and uh, it's just not true because the other 300 that we're working with are having success and the only reason you might not be having success on Facebook is because you're not putting together the kind of content that your audience wants to see. They don't want to see, this is on sale, that's on sale, we do this, we do that, check this out, check that out. They don't want to see that. Because again, John the dentist, when he's John Anderson, chilling, and he's got, his wife's got, you know, Project Runway on, and he doesn't want to watch it, he's on his phone, on Facebook and he's looking at what his buddies are up to and then in the middle of his news feed if he sees something cool a blog that he's interested in or a photo that he likes or something valuable to save him time or some tip to save him time at his dental practice any of these things service, product, whatever, give him some value or entertain him, right? Entertain him. He'll like your post. He won't care that you're a company or a brand page. And then the next time you post something, you'll be in his newsfeed. Maybe it's a little bit
So I'm getting on a little bit of a rant, but I want to wrap up, wrap up this episode. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your ear. Appreciate it. We've talked about a few things on this episode. Number one, are you still down with me after a tough conversation? That's number one. Number two, look out for the easy sale. Look out for the agency that's just trying to put you into a scope of work so they can monetize you. And, and what that means, what I mean by that, because you may be saying, well, how do I do that? I think the way you do that is you stay active. Don't, don't, be, don't believe that any one agency or any one person from an agency can come in and fix your business and be trusted to fix your business or grow your business. You need to be, you need to be on them. You need to be involved. Now make them do the work, but hold them accountable to the work. You know, check in with them. Give them your time. Give them a little bit of your time. If you're going to give them your dollar, you got to give them your time. Um, that you know, there's one instance recently where I think a client apologized to me for firing me. They said, "Well, you know, we can't do this anymore. It's just really not working. But it's our fault because we have no time for you." And I kind of respected the fact that they said it was their fault. Um, but anyway. There's that. So there's that advice, which is look out, look out for kind of the the easy fix because it's not going to be an easy fix. It just never will be. And then, and then remember, uh, think a little bit outside the box. Like think of yourself as a user. You know, what what user patterns are you doing when you're on social media? And look, if you're not on social media as a user, that's fine. But um, you're in the minority. You're just in the minority of people. So another lesson I think today is just don't think of yourself as your target audience. You know, like just because you don't do something doesn't mean that people in your target audience aren't doing it. Um, you got to look at the data, and um, and then just try it. Like you know, that's the thing about social media is like. How long does it take to go to search.twitter.com and, and like perform 10 to 15 searches around your business? You'll see that people are there. You'll see that people are there talking about your business. Go to Facebook and search for your competitors. I mean, you'll see that they're there. <laughs> and the reason they're there is because they want to capture the uh, same target audience that you do. But if you're not there, you don't have the opportunity to get to those tens of millions of people that are there. So. Anyway, real talk on a Sunday, episode four. Thanks for listening. Paul Hickey podcast. Are you still down?